to welcome you to our online church. It is our interactive midweek service. And I want to hear from you. I want you to post your comments. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a high five when you agree. Type your hallelujah. And for those of you streaming from across the nations, we want to welcome you. Your effort to join us will be rewarded multifold in the name of Jesus. And after this word, I want you to please post your testimonies to me. Go to all our platforms on Facebook, Instagram, uh, our website, uh, uh, and just post what the Lord has done for you. Glory to God. And uh, if, if, you're, if you're used to coming on stream with us, streaming in with us, you know that great things happen. I want you to get ready to share this message. I want you to alert your friends to come join us, whatever way you can do that, because you don't want them to be left out. Glory to God. Today happens to be coming, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, I'm running over. I have a preview and I'm already excited, but you will join me as we go into the world. Take a comfortable seat, child of God. And this time, I want to take you into the eternal word of God, the word by which he formed everything that we know. And today, as God speaks from his holy heavens, let he that hath an ear hear, and let the wise men listen with rapt attention. I want to lead you in the word of God, by the grace of God, on the subject, don't depend on your own Power or strength don't depend on your own power or strength. That is presuming as a foregone conclusion that you have some power, you have some strength, you must build strength, you must gain power in all the things that you do, but don't depend on your own power or strength. I take my text from Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. For those of you that have seen um, the slide, the publication that announces this service, you know that the reading comes from the contemporary English version of the Bible. And there it says, Message of the Lord to Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel represents you and I. Message of the Lord to Zerubbabel. I am the Lord all-powerful, so don't depend on your own power or strength, but on my spirit. I'll say that again. Along comes the angel of the Lord and says, this is the message of the Lord to Zerubbabel, and this is the message of the Lord to you. I am the Lord all-powerful. All the power that could ever be belongs to me. I have it available. So don't depend on your own power. Don't depend on your own strength, but on my spirit. And this, I'm going to read from the New King James Version of the Bible, Zechariah 4, verses 6 to 7. And I want you to really pay attention. Because something's going to ignite very soon, and you're going to say, Hallelujah, that's it. So the New King James Version goes like this it says, So the angel answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Not a small heap, O great mountain, who are you? Before this same Zerubbabel, you shall become as a plane. Why? Because the all-powerful is in the equation. And he shall, the same Zerubbabel that you have been uh, standing against, he shall bring forth the capstone with the shouts of grace and grace to it. 
Will you please say amen? If you know that you're a type of Zerubbabel and that God is on your side, and even though your power or your strength may not seem to be enough to accomplish what you want, to climb that hill, to win that battle, God says, who are thou, O great mountain? You shall become as a plain. The New Living Translation, I'm going to be reading some translations so that you get it before we pray. Zechariah chapter 4 verses 6 to 7, the New Living Translation puts it differently, I like this. Then the angel said to me, this is, the, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel, remember that we are type of Zerubbabel, it is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Not anybody saying this is the Lord. It is not by force, nor is it by strength. Where we are at now, listen, it is not by force, it is not by strength, but my spirit says the Lord of heaven's armies says nothing, not even a mighty mountain, nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way it will become a level plane before him. Not by what Zerubbabel did, something is going to happen. Can you say amen? And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it, may God bless you, bless me, bless all of us. Especially when the world sees the capacity of God in our lives. Now, let me say something. When the Bible talks about a mighty mountain, it is a figure of speech. We're not talking about a physical mountain here. It's a figure of speech that as big as the mountain is, yes, as big as a mountain is, it will become plain. When it says that, it's a figure of speech. What it means is that faith in God enables his children to overcome seemingly impossible obstacles and achieve outstanding things that cannot be ascribed to their own power or their own strength. It, see, if you're really going to have a testimony, you have to do something that people that know you know that it is beyond your power and your mind. That's why the angel said, concerning Zerubbabel, it's not by power, it's not by force, it's not by mind. This one, is by my spirit. If you are eyeing anything that's worth eyeing, if you are if you are believing God for anything that is worth celebrating, this word is for you. God saying in the equation, your power may not be enough. That's not bad. Your strength may not be enough. Don't grieve about that. God says in this situation, it is going to be by my spirit. Who is that mountain? Or what is that mountain? There is a prophetic word that it will become as a plane. Somebody is going to level it. And it's not going to be you. I want you to say amen. I can feel the excitement in the air. Allow me to move on to the new century version of the Bible. And I keep saying that you need to share this message. You need to let your neighbors and your friends know. So that they can enjoy what you are enjoying. So that they can be liberated the way you are going to be liberated. So go ahead share it right now. And so Zechariah chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 6, the new century version of the Bible. It must be on your screen right about now. The angel told me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. You will not struggle, you will not succeed by your own strength or by your own power. 
but by my spirit, says the Lord all-powerful. You will not succeed by your own strength. It's a warning. You cannot succeed by your own power at this level, at this time. But you will succeed by my spirit, says the all-powerful Lord of glory. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter that I don't have enough. God says you will do it and you'll do it with so much ease because I'm going to do it for you by my spirit. Says the all-powerful glory to God. You remember that I started with a contemporary English version of the Bible where he says I am the Lord all-powerful. He announces himself. Before I even talk to you, know who you're dealing with. I am the Lord all-powerful. So don't depend on your own power and don't depend on your own strength. But listen, child of God, you are like Zerubbabel. At this point in time, the temple you want to build, the thing you want to do, what you want to escape, what you want to achieve, will require you to do it by my spirit, says the Lord. Are you there? I know I'm catching your attention. I say, where are you going with this? Where I'm going with this is something we has happened in the to the children of God, to the house of God, where we are so used to doing things in our own strength, by our own power, and to some degree that's okay. You're not supposed to be completely powerless. But here we have become so used to it that we actually try to do everything like people who don't have the covenant of being the child of God with the all-powerful God. And so, when we reach a point where our strength and our power cannot do it, we start to fret. We start to go to Egypt. We start to do some things we ought not to do we, because we are so used to doing everything by ourselves even though we call God our Father, even though we come to church, even though we pray about it, but we don't really expect God to show up. We're not used to the miraculous anymore. We have become so natural. Paul calls them mere men. Listen, we were natural human beings until the supernatural God adopted us into his family, named after the Father in heaven. And so all the powers of heaven are supposed now to work in our favor. But here we are. It's available, but we're so used to trying to do things ourselves. And so there are too many Christians frustrated angry and saying God has to be out of touch with my reality. Why should I keep going around this mountain? The only thing that is missing is you are always trying to do it by your strength. I don't know how the world crept into church because the world has come to church and tell us you have to line it up, you have to get it right, you have to have enough strength, you have to have enough connection. Listen, you don't have to have everything in place. God supplies what is lacking. That is what, what it means to be a covenant child of God. Not, he says, he says to um, Zerubbabel, you will not succeed by your own strength. You will not succeed by your own power, but you will succeed by my spirit, says the all-powerful. Listen, child of God, it is time to go back and stop living like just a natural man. Begin to expect supernatural things to happen from the God who called from the natural into the supernatural. Because the supernatural is always superimposed on the natural. We can't continue like children of the world. We can't get stuck where they get stuck. No, there is a God factor that ought to kick in. And the Lord reminded Zechariah, this temple you are going to build it is not by power. 
Listen, child of God, it's not by might. So this marriage you're going into, that you're talking about, no, 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 no. You will have some strength. You have your power. You're going to need a lot more by that. You will succeed by my spirit, saith the Lord. What a, what good news is that? Come on now. Somebody said, blessed be God. I just needed something more to be sure I can finish what I started. I want to read through this scripture. Just honestly, if I read only this scripture and I say the grace, I go home, we're good and we're done. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse 20. 1 Corinthians 4, 20, short scripture, New Living Translation. Are you ready for this? 1 Corinthians 4, 20, New Living Translation, here it comes. It says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of spiritual talk. It is living by God's power. That if you are part of the kingdom of God, it's not about confessing everything you're confessing. It's not about displaying your knowledge of the scripture. It's more than that. It says the kingdom of God is living your life by God's power. For the world to know that you're a child of the kingdom and you have the, your inheritance in Christ, you're named after the Father in heaven and the covenant of God is upon your life. He says that kingdom life is demonstrated by living by God's power, not by your own strength, not by your own power. It doesn't mean I'm powerless. Listen, education gives you power. Wisdom, and the Bible says wisdom is a defense. It's a kind of strength. Money is a defense. It's a kind of strength. But living as a child of the kingdom should be by God's power. Every day of our lives should be a day where the kingdom power finds expression. What we have done is we have shut God out. By doing everything ourselves, the conduit that you bring in the power of God, we have closed it, we have cemented it, we have forgotten about it for so long, but the Bible says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. No, 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 no. It's beyond that. It is living your life by God's power. And power does not beg the question. Power does not negotiate. Power just gets the job done. Power uproots the mountain. Power uproots whatever is in your power. Power produces what God said. The living of a child of God should be by God's power. We need to go back to God. I think God has been tagging along a lot of us trying to catch our attention. Look at this COVID season. It's even good because by the time all the systems that makes us feel like we have strength, all the investment we have that makes us feel powerful, by the time they fail, many of us have no choice but to turn to God. Must it get to that before we turn back to God? When they ask Jesus, how ought we to pray? He says, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, and so on and so on. In closing, it says, For yours, O God, is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. The finishing part wraps up all the prayer that Lord's Prayer encapsulates any kind of prayer you want to pray. It says, In, in closing, Father, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, which means if you are adopted into the kingdom, you must enjoy the power if you are going to produce the glory. The kingdom, the power, and the glory. Why get into the kingdom and there's no power? And when there's no power, there's no glory. 
And God wants glory. And so he supplies the power that will produce the glory. What is wrong with all of us going about with our feeble strength anyway? And that's why we keep going into coalitions and alliances that are not right because we're just trying to make it work. The key is the wrong key and you're forcing it. And God's saying, I've got the answer. The kingdom comes with the power so that you can produce the glory you're pursuing. But perhaps you're pursuing it the wrong way. But today... Is the day of answers. Glory be to God. Let me read the scripture to you again. Child of God, the kingdom of God is not just talk. It is living by God's power from today. Howsoever it has been, that was yesterday. We start a new walk with God that whereby we live and thrive by God's power. Way beyond our power. Like Zerubbabel, we can do what a man can do, but the impressive one is what when God does what only God can do. Oh. The song that says, Only you can do what no man can do, Jehovah. Then, you see, we've gotten stuck. We've gotten to the end of our weights. It's time to clear out of the way and let the power of God come through. Hallelujah. I want to read Revelation 3 verse 8 from the New King James Version to you. And this is getting really good. Revelation 3 and verse 8, the New King James Version of the Bible says, I know your works, but listen to this. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. Then he tells us why. He says, for or because you have a little strength. That's what the door is about. It is because of what you lack. People are preaching all kinds of ways, but God is opening my eyes to see. He says, I know your words. Means you're trying somewhat. But it says, beyond that, see. The word says, let me have your attention. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it because you have a little strength and you have kept my word and have not denied my name. The door is about your strength. The door is about your limited power. Your, the door is about what you need so that you can succeed in life, so that you can live by the power of God. The door is an access to the power of God because of what is lacking in our makeup as a human being. And that's fine because only one person is all-powerful and he says, I have the door of access for you. Glory to God. Let me read this same scripture to you from the Living Bible. The Living Bible, Revelation 3 and verse 8. This is really very good. Trust me. Revelation 3 verse 8, the Living Bible says, I know you well. So there's no need to pretend. Like we always pretend that I'm more powerful, I'm richer. That No, no, no. I know you well. You aren't strong. Stop posturing. I know you are you are in that storm, but you have tried to obey and have not denied my name. Therefore, the word therefore means that is why I'm going to do something. Because you are not stronger. Meanwhile, you're trying to be a good worshiper. You're doing what you can. Because you're not strong. Therefore, I have opened the door to you that no one can shut. The solution to not having enough power, not having enough strength, 
not being able to succeed in some areas all by yourself. The solution is that God opened a door. The door is not a gift. The door is only an access point. The access to the strength, the supernatural, invincible strength, the, 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 the power that crushes opposition and give you access. And I make sure no one can shut it. The thing with an access is that as great a blessing as it is, it is one of the most stunning things in scripture. A lot of people don't use it. They just talk about it. A door is not an ornament. A door is just an access. And so as long as you're standing and telling your friends, oh, look at the door God opened for me. Hallelujah. Look at how I'm so blessed. Hallelujah. You're going to stand before the door. The door means nothing if you don't use it. An open door. Is it an open door to get excited about? Is it an open door to talk about and gist about? Or is it an open door to gain access to the power of the all-powerful God, the power that produces outstanding results and glorious victories beyond human capacity? So when the Lord comes along and he says to us, he says, don't depend on your own power, on your own strength. He says, I know you well. You're not that strong. What you're up against is stronger than you. A lot of us will admit, what, where I'm at in life is bigger than me. What I need to do, I know I don't have enough to do it. But that is not a curse. God says, I know you well, the living Bible. You are that strong. Therefore, I have opened the door to you that no one can shut. If you are of the kingdom, you must access the power so that you can produce the glory. May we not just talk and there's no glory in our lives. That glory you're talking about, you don't have enough strength to pull it off. Revelation 3, verse 8 says, no, no, I know you well. You're not that strong. So why rely on your own power, on your own strength? Why keep forcing issues? One of the translations says, it's not by force. You can't force it. It's not going to work. You can't do this one in your own thinking. No, no, no. You cannot. You say you will not succeed by your own strength. You will not succeed by your own power. At this level, what you are talking about is beyond you. But God is not saying, I'm going to leave you to struggle by yourself. The New Living Translation says, it is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit. It means you need to move back. The spirit is in the supernatural realm. A lot of us do too many things. In fact, we do probably everything in the natural realm. God is saying, come up here. You need to move away from the terrestrial and go to the celestial because the airborne power is always superior to the grounded power. The higher up you go, the more you're, you're, you have the capacity to win the battle. It says, stop being so ephemeral. Stop being so natural and operating like a madman. No, no, no. You are the child of the all-powerful God. Your strength is not on the terrestrial. It comes from the uh, from the celestial. It says, listen, you need the supernatural to come to play in your natural realm and so that you can stand and say, see what God has done. Because you don't have the strength. It says, that's why I have opened a door for you that no man can shut. It's time to use that door. That door has become rusty. A lot of a lot a lot of uh, things have grown in that door. It's almost a forest now. It does, almost looks like you can't even see the door anymore because we have not been using the door. You see. 
Christianity is not about trying to prove something by yourself. It is actually God trying to prove something. He just wants to use your life to do it. You must give him access. Listen, we have studied the world so much. We are trying to be like the world. Listen, we're supposed to leave the world and live in the kingdom that is still in the world. And one day that kingdom will move away from the world. But the kingdom of God finds expression by the spirit and the power of God. The expression is not by physical muscle or strength. Let me show you something. I want to go to the story of Hannah. And I'm sure all of you remember Hannah. Hannah was a woman who was barren, but produced a song called Samuel, one of the greatest ever prophets to live. <sighs> Can I tell you the, a little bit about Hannah? Hannah was loved more than the other wife. The husband had two wives. She was loved so much that the Bible says even when it was time to share uh, the blessing uh, during the feast, you're supposed, everyone is supposed to get a portion according to their child. She had no child, the man gave her the best portion. So she had strength. The strength is, my husband loves me. She had power, I am beautiful. <laughs> she had possibilities, that's another strength. But all that could not take her to the place of success. So Hannah, at the end of the story, wrote 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 9b. This is a prayer of Hannah after God enabled her to pass through the open door that changed her experience. Oh my God. She must have been thinking, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Somebody here, listen, things are going to turn around. Hannah, you're going to, you're going to praise God like Hannah. In 1 Samuel 2 verse 9b, I read from the New International Version of the Bible. I'm going to read from a few uh, versions back to back, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time, so you're going to see it up on your screen. 1 Samuel 2 verse 9b, and IV says, It is not by strength that one prevails. I believe the old King James says, No man, uh, by strength shall no man prevail. By strength by shall no man prevail. That is the King James Version, but I want to stay with the New International Version. It says, it is not by strength that one prevails. This woman don't have seen a lot. Don't hear, I don't see. So, when somebody who has been through the grill tells you something, you don't need to find out the hard way. It says, it is not by strength that one prevails. So, when God comes along and says, do not depend on your own strength and your own power. And I said, come and ask me. It is not by strength that one prevails. The New Living Translation of the same scripture, 1 Samuel 2 verse 9, he says, No one will succeed by strength alone. Your husband can love you to death. It, it's not never enough. You can have all the education. It may not be enough. Because the Bible says, men, bread is not to, wealth is not to men of wisdom. <laughs> The New Century Version of the same scripture, 1 Samuel 2 verse 9b, says power is not the key to success. So why are you relying on your power when you're chasing success? Power is not the key to success because time and chance happens to all of them. Oh, hallelujah. The Message Bible says no one makes it in this life by sheer muscle or strength. No one makes it where? In this life. 
So when you're always fussing it, on your always struggling, but you see, you see, you, uh, you wake up early to eat the bread of souls. You're always striving, so and so. It's okay to strive. We should strive, but our strength should be in God. After all, He has opened a door, the access to the power of the Almighty to be at work in the life of the children. Is that not how it works? No one makes it in this life, and I'm sure you are in this life. By sheer muscle or strength. So God is saying, don't depend on your own strength. Don't depend on your power. Depend on my spirit. I have opened that door. By saying on my spirit, I have opened that door. Now, in 1 Samuel 2 and verse 21, the New Living Translation, at the end of the saga, the Bible says, and the Lord... Who opens the door? No man can show. Gave Hannah three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Please let me explain this thing to you. In fact, it goes on to say that, and so the woman that was barren now has seven children. <laughs> let me explain this to you. The woman that was laughed at was called names is now the mother of the number one priest of God, very celebrated, who was going to be the spiritual father of David. And whilst that is going on, listen to this, it didn't say she tried to get her husband to give her a child. She didn't beg her husband. The Bible says the Lord gave Hannah three sons and two daughters plus on top of Samuel. While Samuel was waxing great, in the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom of God in heaven. What? Somebody that started out a ragtag failure became so powerful. No wonder the Bible says, don't depend on your own power. I haven't got to the end of first time I said, no one makes it in this life by sheer muscle. My beauty was not enough. The love that my husband had for me for you know, my patience was not enough. There was something God had to release. The Bible says on that day, she went into the temple grieving. And Eli said, why are you drunk? He said, no, I speak out of the anguish of my heart. My power, my strength could not change my life. The love of my husband has not amounted to anything. And the man says, oh, 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 oh. May the Lord grant you according to your prayers. By the same time the next year, she had given birth. Inexplicably. You see, when the power of God moves, you can't explain it. And after she deposited Samuel, and not held on to it. You see, that's another thing. A lot of people hold on to what God first. They, 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 the down payment that God gave people, some people will chop it. She brought him back and left him. God gave her, the Bible says, three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, they had Samuel to download the blessings of God from the altar of the Lord to them. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Think about the other wife who was relying on her strength and her power, who thought she was ahead? Let me read this to you. In First Samuel chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, from the message translation of the Bible, it says, But Hannah's rather wife taunted her cruelly. She taunted her cruelly 
rubbing it in and never letting her forget that God had not given her children. Ooh. When some people think they have strength and their strength will always be greater than yours, it's because you have not, you have not used the access to the power of God. This went on year after year. Somebody, you know what I'm talking about. This is your story. This went on year after year. Every time she went to the sanctuary of the Lord, she would expect to be taunted. Hannah was reduced to tears and had no appetite because she felt that until she has enough power, her life will change. Bible says one day, out of anguish, she went into the tabernacle. You need to go to the tabernacle because he has set before you an open door. She didn't, she didn't do anything. She just prayed and the power was released to her. And six children, back to back, no sweat. She caught up with Penina, the one that taunted her, and overtook her. The record has no, there's no record of the children of Penina till tomorrow. But check out, one summer was enough. Glory to God. I want to give you one more scripture. In 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 20, the message translation of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 4.20, the message Bible, listen to this one. It says, God's way is not a matter of mere talk. Okay, aha, that's the one I read before that says, um, I, I, I read that one before. Let me, let me skip back a little bit. In the New Living Translation, it says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Now, I want to now read that same scripture in the Message Bible, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. It says, God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It is an empowered life. God's way for us to live. God's way for us to thrive. God's way for us to succeed is not a matter of mere talk. God doesn't just talk. He acts. And we should stop talking and we should use the access door to download the power we need so that we'll not be called talk talk Christian. Anybody that been calling you talk talk Christian, they will see wonders that God will do after today in Jesus' name. So the Bible says God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It is an empowered life. The word empowered means power was supplied where there was no power before. Empowered means it came from outside of you and hit you and you became empowered. And that's why we have no choice but to give the glory to God. An empowered life has to be by the access that God gave us. Because he's the all-powerful. You take power out of him, he doesn't even notice. But that power is enough for your generation. We will not miss it. We will not continue in our own strength in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me turn round, round up. In Genesis 30, verses 22 to 23, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. I want to talk about Rachel. You know the story of Jacob and Rachel. Jacob was hopelessly in love with Rachel. He worked 14 years just to marry one girl. Seven years, they cheated him. He still stayed another seven years. And he loved her so much. But she could all her strength of beauty, all her strength of my husband loves me, all my, her CV that I'm the only one a man I've ever, never read anywhere, for worked 14 years to be with her, did not produce the joy. Her servant had children, but did not produce the joy. So God said, stop depending on your strength. Depend on my spirit. 
The scripture of Genesis 30, 22 to 23, the New Living Translation, my God, my God, my God, is the answer. Bible says, then God remembered Rachel's plight hey, and answered her prayers by enabling her. By enabling her. It means by empowering her. So when the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, the message Bible, that God's way is not a matter of talk. Stop trying to persuade people. It is an empowered life. The Bible says in Genesis 30 and verse 22, the New Living Translation, then God remembered Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her, by empowering her. To have children and she became what she was never before she became what she wanted to be she became pregnant and gave back to a son and she said god has removed my disgrace this is what happened when you use the access door and you are divinely empowered you will be able to do what you could not do and everything else that you had before your small strength your small power may not comes into play because god supplies what is lacking and you produce the desire of your heart and you become an enigma and be celebrated and you'll be able to say god has removed my disgrace why because it came by the spirit of god when i accessed the door Holy God has moved my disgrace. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you're going to look for me and say, Catapos, God removed my disgrace when I heard you speak about that door. Hmm. Psalm 118, verses 14 to 16. Psalm 118, 14 to 16. The contemporary English version of the Bible. I'm done now. This is in conclusion. The psalmist says, my power and my strength come from the Lord. Can you say the same? My power and my strength come from the Lord. And he has saved me by that. From the tents of God's people come shouts of victory. The result is shouts of victory. God, God has removed my disgrace. Oh, oh, Hannah said, no man prevails by strength. I have learned that. That's a shout of joy. And it says that the Lord is powerful. The contemporary English version says, the Lord is powerful with his mighty arm. The Lord wins victories. The Lord is powerful. The Lord is it's called the all-powerful. The Lord is powerful. My strength and my power comes from the Lord. And that's how he saves me. The shouts of victory from my household. The, because the Lord is powerful with his mighty arm, the Lord wins victories. Not for himself, for some people. The Lord is powerful! Exclamation mark. The Lord is powerful. My life proves that the Lord is powerful. The New Living Translation says, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. That will be your testimony. Songs of joy and songs of victory are sung in the camp of the godly. Because what? Because the strength of the Lord comes to play. It says, The strong arm of the Lord has done glorious things. Glory to God. I want to pray now. Hey, my prayer comes from 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 24, the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24, the New Living Translation. That prayer is based on this scripture. It says, but to those called, but to those called by God to salvation, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. I want to pray that if you have Christ or you will embrace Christ today, 
there will be a manifestation of the essence of the Christ. For the Bible says, but, which means different from other people, but to those called by God to salvation, Christ is the power of God. That the expression of the crystals of God will come by the manifestation of incredible amount of power and grace by which you will do things that ordinarily, ordinary men cannot do. You will achieve things that you know. Your mother knows, your father knows that. No man does these things except the Lord be with him. That the door that Jehovah opened, he says, the door I set before you is an open door that no man can shut, will not continue to be something you gaze at. You're going to go through it. You're going to come into the power of God and all the dreams all your aspirations, all the prophetic words spoken over your life begin to find expression because it takes power to achieve those things. And we lack, in, we lack the power and the strength to achieve the things God has spoken to us. That's the difference. Father, I pray today that from today, that open door will not just be an open door. It will be an open door we have gone through. And so by the day, His mercy and His power will be new in our lives that we can do exploits beyond what ordinary men can do so that your name be glorified. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not in words. No, no, no. It is by living by God's power that from today we will not have to persuade people who we are anymore. Our exploits, our achievement, the things we do, the things we achieve will speak for us just like this Samuel spoke for, for Hannah, Joseph spoke for, for Rachel, the things that lie ahead of us will speak for us all to the glory of your name. Bible says shouts of joy shall be heard in the tents of the righteous. The shouts of victory, the shouts of breakthrough, the shouts of the turnaround. Father, we receive grace and a divine empowerment to begin to do exploits, conquer mountains, do amazing things in your name and we will give all the praise and glory to your God. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God in Jesus mighty name we pray. Please say amen and amen and amen and amen. Whatever you do, don't depend on your strength and your power by my spirit, said the Lord. We're not just natural men, we have gained supernatural capacity and it begins to find expression to the glory of the name of the Lord. Go for it and